So uh, the glory hole, which is a reheating <laughs> <Wait> a chamber. <laughs> I know yeah. what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> glory hole, repeat glory hole, is a reheating chamber uh, for glass set at around 1800 degrees Fahrenheit. That is definitely real because you know that I would not forget that it was called a glory <laughs> hole. <laughs> True. <laughs> Okay, guys. Hello and welcome to We Have the Receipts. I'm Chris Burns. And I'm Lawrence B. Hamilton. We are talking about reality competition series. Mm -hmm. And we have a couple of new ones coming to Netflix. We have, of course, Blown Away. It's back for season three. It has the Glass World's heaviest hitters all competing for the title Best in Glass. And it's literally blowing hot molten liquid and turning it into like beautiful art i've never seen anything like it before this show so i was blown away literally (laughs) i didn't do that on purpose but (laughs) seriously like it's beautiful but we can talk more about it yes we'll talk more about it because they are competing it's season three they're competing for sixty thousand dollars in an artist residency at the corning museum of glass which is you know the whole time i was like i think is in corning new york which is not too far from where i went to college um Beautiful area. Um, (laughs) But we're also talking, before we get into that, uh, the British reality show Glow Up, which is back for season four. Mm -hmm. And I have watched Glow Up since the get-go. So before we get into a little recap about Glow Up... What do you feel about competition reality shows? What's what's your take? You know what? I actually like competition reality shows, usually because they involve some type of skill. You know, I feel like that's what makes it different from like your usual drama or your dating shows is that you get to see people who have like these artistic skills or maybe it's athleticism and they put all this stuff to use. And to me, like I just like to be inspired when I watch TV and both of the shows that we kind of talked about touched on Glow Up or Blown Away both show these amazing artists just creating things. It just takes your mind to these different places. It's a good form of escapism too, as well as being inspired. If you're not a creative and watching it, I don't want you to think that it's not for you because it's definitely something in it for people who don't do that as well. Oh, totally. um, Yeah, I love love competition shows. I, I like to watch people work hard at what they love. I like also like the competition shows doing things that I would never in a hundred million years be able to do like I love Mm -hmm. even I watch a show about like catching giant tunas and I just like like wait is that a real show (laughs) yes it has like 11 seasons um but it's like fishermen it's like uh I think it's like Nat Geo something like that okay but they're catching like these giant tunas but it's like the the through line through that and Mm -hmm. glow up and blown away and like singing reality shows it's like i like knowing the setup of the episode Mm. i know that this is what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a calming thing and i like watching ones that i would never be able to do like (laughs) blown away because i'm never like there's things i'm very i i think i can teach myself how to do a lot of things. I can learn how to do a lot of things. That's something I just don't think I'll ever be able to do. Yeah, same. I was watching the show like, wait, so they take this glass and they just like have on these hot gloves and it looks like it's 2 million degrees in wherever they are. And people are sweating. I'm like, child, I would have passed out. It's too hot. Okay, but uh, <laughs> it's a skill. It's a crazy skill. And when it's done, because when they're blowing it, 
Mm-hmm. The thing that was getting me the whole time, it, every single one, I'm like, oh, they're doing a neon orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just because it's <laughs> hot. It's like, and then when it's, <laughs> like, oh, that color is very eye-catching. When it's dried, I'm like, oh, my God, where did that come from? <laughs> it's almost like molten lava. Like, it's crazy. And we are lucky enough to have a couple of blown away contestants joining us later on in the show but before we get into that i think we should get into glow up a little bit it's time to glow up and this time the competition is tougher than ever it is fierce it's too much this is the power of makeup This is my first introduction to the show as well. You know, even though I'm in reality, y'all, you know, and I love reality. What I love so much about us doing this podcast, Chris, is that I get a chance to like discover all types of shows that have either been out that I knew nothing about or I get yeah. put onto these new things. So I'm oh, new 100%. to Glow Up. Yeah, but I love it. Like I, like I said, I love watching creativity and what it's about. And for those of you who don't know what Glow Up is, well, I'll let Chris tell you because, you know, he's our in-resident uh, makeup connoisseur professional and all that so i'm gonna let him tell y'all about glow up so glow up is like a competition Mm -hmm. show with 10 makeup artists who are competing in different challenges that are anything from like having to do the makeup for a live show like last season they did one that was um well, it's like a very popular show, like the American version of Dancing with the Stars. Oh. But it's like they have, it's more popular than Dancing with the Stars. And they okay. have to like do that one week. And then the next week they have to do like drag makeup. The next week they have to do like uh, putting things on their face and mm-hmm. all kinds of prosthetic stuff. Yeah. And every episode there's two people that are in the bottom, basically. There's three challenges every episode, which is quite the... That's the packed episode. Yeah, so they lot. have like the first big challenge. Then the next one is what they came prepared knowing they would have to do. So they like are able to plan that before they get to mm-hmm. Glow Up HQ as they call it. Mm-hmm. And then the two that kind of did the worst for both challenges have to do like a 10 minute face off mm-hmm. where it'll be something simple, but they have to do it like perfectly. Like uh a perfect a winged lip. eyeliner. Yeah. yeah. A perfect mermaid mermaid lip. Um, mm-hmm. Things that this season, especially, I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, there are yeah. things that I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Right. Yeah. But these makeup artists just hop on in there and, well, some of them hop on in there and know exactly what to do. I was going to say, can I just say the pressure, like... One of the challenges I think we could say is no secret was like a winged eye and they had to do it mm-hmm. in like 10, 15 minutes. It takes me, okay, a good 30 minutes and you want me to do this under competition time? But see, that's why they're on this show because they're just great at what yeah. they do. But even though they do all these beautiful fantasy makeups, I love that they mm-hmm. also put them in situations where it's like, okay, if this is a, if you're hired for a regular job, we need to make sure you can do that too. Yeah. And it's cool to see that, too, because they're constantly meeting these, like, makeup heavy hitters Mm -hmm. at, like, red carpet events they'll do. They've done, um, like, Broadway or West End shows. uh, And they actually do the makeup that's going on the stage. So they're also meeting all these people. So even if they don't win, it's a great thing for them to be 
networking because a lot of them are like, well, let's get in. So the, in the, the new season, mm-hmm. there is a bunch of different people. There's a new host, Maya Jama, who's amazing Love and her. Fun. I've seen her in like a lot of things. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember. She does radio uh, for BBC, I believe. So she got it because I'm like, I know who this woman is. Yeah, she's been on like a lot of shows and host, and she's bad. She's beautiful. I like her attitude. Yeah. So she's bomb. She is bomb, and mm-hmm. I like the vibe of of this. The same as Blown Away. It's like mm-hmm. competition reality, but nobody is being like shady, catty, right? <laughs> yeah, like they're all friends and. Mm-hmm genuinely whatever encouraging each other encouraging each other and it's so sad like when one of them goes home because and they can win so even if they go to the the face off Mm -hmm. they can end up going all the way like the girl from last season i think was in the bottom like five weeks whoa in a row and won every time and oh, got see? all the way to the top. It's too. just a chance to get in the bottom so you can show more of what you can do. That's all. That's all. Yeah, she was doing it on purpose. <laughs> set back for the set up, as they say. Yeah, so this season, and all the seasons are only eight episodes, so they're quick binge. Mm-hmm. You can, like, hop on. This season, it's eight episodes with different challenges from last year. We have, uh, like, fitness brand challenge where they have to do makeup that stays on your face, even if you like, would look natural if you were going to the gym, mm-hmm. for example. There's like a Cirque du Soleil challenge, a special effects challenge where they have to do like Doctor Who based yeah, uh, like prosthetics and adding extra quails or whatever they have to do. Like, yeah. To see the transformation from like with prosthetics is a whole nother level. Oh, and if things go wrong, it's it's also interesting hard to see yeah this show will have y'all at home with your makeup brushes trying to draw a freaking third and fourth eye on your face because now you feel like Mm -hmm. you're an artist and uh you just want to try new stuff and play your makeup which is awesome you know i feel like shows and entertainment should encourage you and inspire you to do stuff and have fun you know oh 100 that's what i got from this show even watching, I mean, today I'm doing like a winged blue with yes, pink on the Yes, I noticed. Thank you so much, blow up. <laughs> I almost compared it and said blow up. <laughs> there you go. Combine. Combine them. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good uh, episode title Yeah, today. there we go. Blow up. See? Blow up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's so good. I finished it last night. There's editorial looks where they actually get in, in a... Rolling Stone magazine, like their Ooh. makeup gets actually photographed and put in that. There would they have to become avatars? There's Fashion Week. Um, it's it's amazing, but mm-hmm. I think we should get into a little glass blowing. Yes, a little glass blowing. So, like we mentioned about Blown Away, guys. You know, in keeping with everything we're talking about with reality competition series, uh, Blown Away is you know it's coming back. And the stakes are higher, and so are the expectations. We actually have the season three trailer here for you to watch it if you haven't seen it. Just a reminder that the new season is going to be premiering on July 22nd. Check out the trailer. Glassblowers, welcome to the Hot Shop. This season, my expectations are higher. We expect you to push your technical and conceptual skills to the limit. All right, let's blow some glass. Glass, it's the love of my life. It's a dance. It's a choreography. This is my community. (laughs) But the only way I'm going out that door is if someone pushes me out of it. Okay. So, yeah, that looks intense, right? 
It's out as we're speaking, guys. So definitely go watch it. It's like a perfect de-stress show because there's something about watching other people do extremely stressful things. <laughs> that makes you relaxed, right? That makes me just chill. It's so true. And I have to admit, I'm going to be honest because, you know, this is we have the receipts and I'm going to be real. Um, so watching this, when I first heard glass blowing, I was like, wait, a show about glass blowing? Huh? What is this about? But honestly, you guys, as I watched it, the more and more I could not turn away. Like, it's so interesting to see these amazing art pieces that people create from just what looks like we mentioned, like a hunk of hot molten, yeah. whatever it is, glass. Glue. Yeah, glue, right? So <laughs> it's really so cool to just watch the process and watch these people go through things and just see as they have these trials and tribulations and they don't give up and they keep going yeah. and they end up creating these beautiful things. So it's definitely a show you want to see. This is one that it's not like there's some shows where it takes a couple episodes to get in. This one, it was like, mm-hmm. the fr- as soon as they started the challenge, I was hooked, like in yeah. the first episode. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, there's something about all of it. But should we bring out our guests? Our guests today, we're so happy to have Minhi England, who is a Seattle-based artist. She works primarily with glass and metal, and she earned her BFA from Alfred University, where she fell in love with glass and shifted her two-dimensional practice to sculpture. Now, since then, Minhi has been working as a professional glass blower and a designer at numerous studios throughout the greater Seattle area. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a party day today because mm-hmm. we also have Grace Whiteside, who is a New York City-based artist, glass maker, founder of an... Inter- Let me try to pronounce all of these uh, very smart artistic (laughs) words. And founder of an interdisciplinary collaborative design line called Sticky Glass. Since receiving two BFAs, they've exhibited work at a slew of venues from Black Iris Gallery in Richmond to Recess, Westbeth Gallery, Present Company, Established Gallery, uh, Urban Glass, Agnes Varis Art Center, all in New York or Brooklyn, and their work has been featured at the Corning Museum of Glass's New Glass Review, InStyle Magazine, Glass Quarterly Magazine, and <laughs> Page Six. Yes! <laughs> Welcome! What a resume! <laughs> we watched the show. We loved it. Ah, it's so interesting to just take a peek into this world that previously I knew nothing about. And can I say that y'all have inspired me, both of you. Minhi, now we heard you on the show say, which is pretty much in the same vein of what we're saying here, but you said people choose glass because they want to be pushed and they want to be challenged. So pretty much, I know that you kind of touched on how you were introduced to glass blowing, but you know, what what really like super sparked your interest here? And why do you think that people kind of enter into it? If it is so challenging, what is it that really draws people into this? I mean, I've heard lots of people say this exact same thing. So I have a background in um, illustration and painting. And uh, when I was doing art in those forms, it came very naturally for me. And it was very meditative. And it just felt easy. I, I don't know how how better to explain it than it just it, every time I switched from whether it was oil paint to acrylic paint or charcoal or um, pencil, it flowed very easily and it got to this very stale place. So then I found glass blowing and glass blowing just totally slapped me in the face. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, you think art is easy? Well, here you go. Try this. <laughs> um, and 
you know, I tell people this all the time. When I first learned to blow glass, I wasn't proud of anything I made for at least two years. And then finally, I was like, yes, I made something that's not garbage. <laughs> um, and and that, for me, that is, is you know, something I want to have as like a lifelong journey. I want my profession and my passion to be something that I'm always learning and I'm mm-hmm. always pushing myself so that I don't get bored. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's that's why glass was such a draw for me. It's like they say nothing nothing worth having comes easily, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that yeah, right. totally. Yeah. Um now Grace in episode 1 you create a beautiful piece called Homo silica specimens that you and just to be clear Grace and Minnie have not seen the show yet. Um, but we have. So you explain how glass kind of has a queer molecular structure and you wanted to show the beauty of fluidity through the glass. Uh, I I mean, I was obsessed from episode one with you when you literally called glass queer. Could you explain (laughs) what you what you meant, I guess, by that? Totally. Yeah. So um, like the molecular structure of glass is considered to be Glass is considered to be an amorphous solid, which means it's neither a solid nor a liquid. It exists in this fluid state where the particles are continuously moving. And that's how we're able to, you know, take like this glass that I have and I could theoretically melt this down in its solid form, reheat it, transform it, make it into something else and then, you know, continue on and on and on forever. And so in this way, I've sort of thought about glass in relation to my own identity and as like as a trans queer person I'm like I obviously see that as like a queer thing <laughs> you yeah. know it's like a, it doesn't fit in a box it's, it's it's constantly fluid and and literally like in its molecules that's like what's happening in any glass that you see just like laying around your 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 place you know it it's all their particles are always moving so that's sort of where it stemmed from yeah that I guess kind of explains why glass is so much better for the environment than everything else. But, you know, that was a very simple explanation. Yeah. That I was like, oh yeah, it just you can literally melt it down and make anything. Totally, or it goes back to sand, like you know, yeah. like where it came from. It goes back to its form. Yeah. No, did you make that glass you held up, Grace? I did. Yeah, it's part of my. Oh, see. Oh my god, I love it. Look at the art. Product. Product placement. (laughs) (laughs) I see. I see. So, Minhi, as we were watching the show, we also learned that you lost your late husband, um, Jesse, recently. And I just want to say it was so powerful to hear you um, share your vulnerability in your personal life and how through that loss, you really found motivation to really push through and continue to follow your dreams. Um, In one of the episodes, you said that just the slightest shift in uh, perception can turn something awful into something meaningful. So will you share a little bit about your late husband with us and how that loss has really kind of um, impacted your journey in glassblowing and how you've found fuel in that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So my late husband, Jesse, and I were inseparable. We did everything together. We worked together. We made art together, lived together, you name it. It was Minhee and Jesse all the time. Um, So he, he was a big part of my life. And in fact, he was the person who told me 
that I should apply to be on Blown Away in the first place. I definitely would never have had the courage to do it if he didn't more or less leave that for me as sort of like his last ask, you know, before he passed away. So it felt very urgent and meaningful for me to to do that, to to put myself in, you know, that challenging situation that I knew had potential to open up a lot of doors for me in my future. Um, and I always reference him as my biggest mentor. He mm. not only taught me a lot in the glassblowing field, he taught me lots of techniques, um, but he also taught me how to just be optimistic and to see the good in all of, all of the situations that are presented in front of you. So um, while I still struggle with that, <laughs> I'm definitely not as good at it as Jesse was, but um, I'll always have him to sort of uh, reference as a role model for that. So my point is that I just feel... You know, there are many different paths a person can take, even if they're finding themselves in a place in their life that's really difficult or, you know, within trauma or maybe you don't have a lot of opportunity. I just believe that it's kind of up to you to create those opportunities and it's up to you to find that drive and to see, you know, the goodness that's around you and to build on that instead of focusing on, you know, the darkness or the negative sides of life. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah. I mean, I think that you, it's clear how much he inspired you throughout the show. Mm -hmm. And now you both will inspire so many people watching the show. So it's like Mm -hmm. you're spreading his, his mentorship to the masses kind of. Yeah, absolutely. And that was my hope. Grace, in episode two, we see not one, but two of your pieces smashed during the challenge. You remained much calmer than I. I was, like, mad for you. I, I get mad when I, like, when um Siri doesn't work right. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, when she, like, pops up without unannounced. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, why are you listening? I didn't call yeah, for get you. get away. Um, so what is your secret to keeping calm under pressure? You know what? Glassblowing is an extremely humbling sport. (laughs) I mean, there's been like from just the learning process of like when you're starting to blow glass and you like try it for the first time and you have this image of like what you're going to make and you like you get so close and then it falls to the floor. Like that happens like thousands and thousands and thousands of times. And so it's sort of this like, and it's a lesson every, like I used to throw like hissy fits in the studio. Like people could hear me in the hallway because I'd be like screaming of how frustrated I am, which is like a very fit. Yeah. It's like a reaction of like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like I just spent like three hours making this thing and now it's like gone Mm -hmm. and you can't, it won't come back. So I think there's a part of it that is a trained you know, because it's like to get angry and frustrated is only going to take you so far. It's not going to take you far. It's going to just keep you in that place. So to be able to you have to be able to just shake it off and move on. Otherwise, like you're not going to 
recover. You know what I mean? And you're just going to like carry the weight of it with you. And then what good does that do? You know what I mean? So it, it's a life lesson. <laughs> Cause I was like, when you have a, like a bad day and one thing that you're like, it carries with you because every single thing, it just shifts the energy, but it's got to add like, I guess like a little excitement that isn't there for most other art forms that what you're making could at any moment you'd have might have to start over totally because once you when you box the thing that you like and it didn't fall on the floor it's like one of the and it comes out how you want it to or like even with a little few more surprises in there it's like the best feeling in the world you know Mm. it's like there's no other art form that I feel like can give you that kind of like suspense in the making yeah. of it so would you say that that's the addictive part of it kind of like having working at these high stakes and then having that moment when you put it in the box and you're like oh you know that exhale oh, yeah. like that's the part that kind of draws you in like I have to do it again now <laughs> I mean it's sort of like an adrenaline junkies practice yeah <laughs> yeah I can see that maybe I like, will take I mean, a it's- class it sounds not, yeah. seems like I'd feel something. <laughs> Let's take one together, Chris. Let's go make oh, some bowls should. or something. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta start something. easy. We gotta start easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Through this show, we learned that the United Nations has deemed 2022 the International Year of Glass. Wow. So what does that mean to each of you? And why do you feel like glass is having its moment right now? I think social media has has a little bit to do with that, you know there's something about this process that is just so intriguing and it's so, so nice to watch it just on repeat, that ooey gooey molten Mm -hmm. material. It's satisfying. And I think that, yeah, there's some hype around that with those short clips on social media. Mm -hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it. It's like, it is very satisfying. It's kind of like an ASMR uh, like the YouTube version of it is like an ASMR. It's like watching hard candy get made, which sometimes <laughs> I do when I can't sleep because it's like a beautiful just like. Um, but I love Blown Away because it's like takes that and really to the next level. Yeah. Gusto. Yeah. And Minhi, this episode, there's an episode where we see you loosen up a bit. You're doing amazing. The evaluator, Catherine Gray, tells you how she's sensing a change in your demeanor and can see your personality more. Um, To me, it felt like probably you just were getting more comfortable with your surroundings. Um, And you've mentioned how growing up uh, looking different than the other kids made your childhood difficult, which obviously carries through to every social situation not that I have any experience with that uh but will you (laughs) will you tell us a little bit about how um how your childhood shaped you to be the strong glass blowing legend that you are today sure I I think that um you know I grew up in a in a town that was I was the only Asian girl in my entire town And so I got picked on a lot for that, you know, Um, all the little sayings that kids will say, they're so cruel. (laughs) Um, Kids can be cruel. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, So (laughs) for a long time, I I really was kind of ashamed of being different. And then as I started to get older, I just thought to myself, like, no, screw that it's, this is, this is a gift Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go somewhere where people appreciate this. So 
moving to Seattle was was like the best decision I ever made. Mm. And I just remember coming out here and and talking to strangers and then saying, oh, you're Korean? Oh, do you like kimchi? I love kimchi. And I just was so flabbergasted, like, what did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so that was sort of the beginning of really embracing being different. And as it turns out, I'm really not that different. Um, I'm just a regular gal who ha- is uh, has mixed culture mm-hmm. and um yeah and it's just interesting how ge- depending on where you are geographically that that can change right that you can be like the oddball uh, but then you go somewhere else and you're actually kind of more normal than perhaps some some of the other folks who are around or whatever normal means so yeah i i have grown to to embrace being different and and not even being different but just being true to myself mm-hmm. and and not being ashamed of that and that there are people out there that can accept anybody and everybody for their differences you just got to go find them yeah and a lot more people than you'd think probably i know that's right and especially you know i feel like after doing this show Min Heat and it's that's going to inspire so many people because that was like kind of my experience too doing reality tv i always felt like the odd person and my personality so quirky and different but then it's like you're on this platform and it's so many people that come forward like man I felt just like you and so inspiring to see you so I look forward to the show coming out and people being inspired by not only your art but your story so excited for you for that so Grace we were so sad to see you get cut in episode five but you go out with a bang, okay? You won the previous challenge and the residency at Pilchuck. So when is that starting up? Let us know. Did it already happen? What were you hoping to get out of it? And what else are you up to? Clue us in. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that win was was awesome for me. It was really like, I was like, okay. I remember saying like, okay, well, I don't care what else happens after this. At least I got like, <laughs> I won this win. Heart, right? Yeah, because I had I had never been to Pilchuck before. I still have it, and I'll be going. Not only will I be going for the residency, but we worked out um, next year, next May in 2023. But I'm also going to be teaching uh, like a two week long performance. Oh, wow. All right. There, like right after. Yay. So sort of this like extended stay. Like the really doors exciting, open at like, Pilchuck. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> so, thanks. I'm really excited. I hope like, you know, folks feel excited to come take the class and it should be really fun. And Minhi, as we get towards the end of the of the show, it's just you and four men left. Can you explain the pressure <laughs> that that the pressure that added to an already high pressure situation? You know, honestly, that's really common. I have found myself mm. in that situation in the glass field many, many times. Um, it's you know, it's less prevalent now. I would say than it has been historically for women in in glass, but it still happens. You know, it's it's a very athletic, um, it's a very athletic thing to do, glass blowing. So generally speaking, um, men tend to gravitate towards it, but I am seeing that 
there's a lot more females entering into the world. I see lots of uh, demonstrations that are female only or uh, just just in general it's it's become much more acceptable or or just prevalent for yeah. females to be in the industry. But I will say I've been blowing glass for 15 years now. And um, yeah, that was not the first time that I've been in a hot shop as the only woman with a bunch of big dudes around <laughs> me and me having to prove myself that I I belonged there, that I had what it takes to to be on that hot shop floor. Yes. Um, so so luckily, because I have experienced that, I didn't feel super pressured about it, but it was sort of like, okay, here we go again. Been here mm-hmm. before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, I've been here, um, done this. Yeah, like this is this is familiar territory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you said that you had to prove yourself and prove yourself you did, Minhi, because you made it to the top two. Okay, we were rooting for you the whole way. And then, yes, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And so the judges called you the wild card, and they said that they really thought that you used the hot shop as a way to heal. Um, So, can you tell us about how being in the hot shop was healing for you and what's next? Tell us, you know, what you have going on. Uh, Working with hot glass is just a way to hyper focus. So, Mm when I'm working with molten glass, I'm not really thinking about anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's, there's just something about that. That's very therapeutic, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's dangerous. You have to be Mm -hmm. focused. You have to like really pay attention to what you're doing. And, and I find that to be soothing and calming and, um, there are definitely the personality types out there that get in the studio and they're just this hot mess. Um, I wouldn't describe myself that way, that generally I feel really grounded when I'm in the studio. I feel like I'm in my element and and that I am most able to do that than anything else uh, in my life. So uh, I feel very fortunate that I have a lot of opportunity happening for me right now. Um, You guys know about my late husband, Jesse. Uh, He had cancer. So I was his caretaker for two years while he was undergoing chemotherapy, radiation, the whole gambit of treatments. Um, So my whole life was on hold. I uh, took on his position at my job. So I was doing two jobs at once, and I was his full-time caretaker. So my artistic career was kind of put on hold. Um, but now I feel like the floodgates have burst open. <laughs> and I <laughs> definitely rains, think that, yes, and Blown Away has has really helped with that to help me get my story out there and, and to get eyes on me. So I have um, I have some residencies coming up at uh, Pittsburgh Glass Center, and I'm going to be there actually with two other contestants from the show, and we're going to do some collaborative work. We're going to have a show. Uh, I have uh, an immersive gallery installation in Seattle with my collaborative partner here uh, in Seattle, and uh, currently I have some work up at the Seattle Art Fair, 
and gosh, it's there's so much. My schedule is so hard to keep track of right now. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. You're everywhere. I was gonna say, sounds it like is. you and Grace have plenty of time to meet up for lunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all are busy, booked and busy. And that reminds yes. me of something that I heard on the show too. Um, I believe that one of the judges or. I can't remember exactly who said it, but she said in this competition in art, there's really no winner. Everyone's winner. Everyone's a winner because you're creating something and the winning is just continuing to do your art and share with the masses. So everybody's a winner, you know. And we do have a fun little game to play. But before we get into that, our last question, what would you tell someone who has never seen the show to get them excited to watch the new the new season? I would say there's like something for there's an artist for everyone on this show. Like I feel like they're they really did a great job at sort of casting folks from all over, from all different backgrounds, all different identities and like and I think you there's a lot more that this show is going to represent as far as like what you can do with glass than the previous seasons. So yeah, that's what I would say. It's really sculpture heavy this time, which I think is uh, super fun to watch. And just like Grace said, there are so many different personalities on this season. And I think it's a really great representation of the glass community as a whole. Just, you know, you have to be kind of a a weird person to decide to be a glass blower <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> and sure. I, I really think that season three kind of shows showcases that it and it's interesting because they're yeah like we i say weird in a positive way obviously but everyone's weird in like completely different ways <laughs> like yeah. it's very uh <laughs> everyone is like has their own walk of how they got to glass blowing and it it shows in the designs it's really crazy to see what some of these designs are all right are we ready for a quick game of Let's glass play a or game. not. Let's have some fun. We've played this game once before with Melanie from How to Design a Sex Room. And so Love that ba- show. Basically, this I mean, this one was a little uh the game with Melanie, I think, was shocking to Lauren and I just because there were <laughs> yes. terms. Very, very there was terms that we uh, did not ever care to know. Yeah. But so we're going to do glass blowing terms. And I believe that you guys have like six, uh, six words. Yeah. Some are real, some are fake. Yes. So Grace and Minhi will tell us the term and Lauren and I have to decide if they're bluffing or if. If it's real or they're making it up. Okay. So a strip. Uh, which is allowing the excess glass to fall off of a blowpipe. Hmm. That sounds that's plausible. Sounds a strip excess glass strip. Hmm. But when you when when some when you strip paint like off a house, you're taking the paint off the house. Hmm. So it sounds like maybe. What do you say? Yay or nay, Chris? I'm gonna enough. say. I, I think strip means take off, right? Even like a strip burr. <laughs> That is true. It's true. I think it's real. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna piggyback. It's real. Yay! Yay! (laughs) I cheated on Christmas. Good job. (laughs) We're a team. We're a team. We're a team. We're a team. All right. So, a candy cane. 
one of the oldest techniques in the glass blowing world. <laughs> I'm assuming it's like twisting the two different colors of yeah, glass. Yeah, I feel together. like I remember seeing that on the show, like taking it and twisting it. I remember seeing it, but I don't remember them saying candy cane. But what existed first, candy canes or doing that with or the glass? technique? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm? <laughs> I'm going to go with whatever, because candy canes might be around for a long time, actually. I think they were in, from, like, Germany in, like, the 1700s. I'm going to say it's that's the real thing of what it is, like the twisting of the glass. I am a loyal partner. I'll stand by Lauren. <laughs> no, it's only uh, no. true. <laughs> oh. It's just cane. It's just cane. Okay, Grace, do you have another one for us? So uh, the glory hole, which is a reheating <laughs> <a> chamber. <laughs> I know yeah. what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> glory hole, repeat glory hole, is a reheating chamber uh, for glass set at around 1800 degrees Fahrenheit. That is definitely real because you know that I would not forget that it was called a glory <laughs> hole. <laughs> True. <laughs> Another theory of glass being gay. (laughs) (laughs) True. Uh, Okay, so that's true, right, Grace? Yeah, you're right. Correct. Yeah. All right. So a tagliole is a square-ended tool used to shape and sculpt glass. Tagliole. I have no idea. It sounds like what... What shape of pasta is tagliatelle? Isn't that like That's a square? That's like flat, isn't it? <laughs> We're thinking like tagli. We've heard... I'm trying to go back to the root is of the tagali? word. Is that tagali? I think that we can just flip a coin on this one. Eee, Real. pressure. How do you guys... I can't deal with all the pressure. Real? Okay. I'll, I'll ride with you. It's real. Oh, yes. it is real. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> and it is an Italian word. Oh, my God. Look at me. I know, Chris. <laughs> I am leaning on you heavy for this. All these years wasting away watching documentaries are, are starting you know, to pay off for me. It's paid off. <laughs> what was that, four? Yeah, I think that's four. Yeah, one more each. Uh, what is a sticky icky? Which is when glass sticks to itself and then becomes one material and then falls to the ground into a puddle. I'm going to say false just because it sounds think, like that was... I, it sounds like a word that Grace likes. Yeah, it sounds like... Say. They just... Yeah. Because Sticky is the <laughs> name... put it on the list. How can I resist? <laughs> sticky. But that is a thing, right? Yeah. I remember like, I heard that something about sticking, the glass sticking together. It does stick to itself. Yeah. I could have come up with a value. I remember Minhi making like a puddle out of something. So I was... It's not real, though. thought about me. it. I did think about it yeah. for a minute. I did, too. But um, it's, we're going to go when you, pass, when you pass diseases from between glass and... <laughs> <laughs> when two pieces of glass love each other Conjoined very much. So much. <laughs> yeah. Too much. Sometimes. All right. So that's false. So is there a real name for that or... For glass touching itself. Yeah, I was gonna say that's just something <laughs> I think. Okay, <laughs> that's. I mean, right. when glass touches itself, it touches itself. You know, it's like it's a sticky situation. A sticky situation. Sticky glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Minhi, hit us off with our last one. A loop line. It's the narrowest point where glass separates from the blowpipe. 
it sounds like something that must be. It sounds, although sometimes people lie in such a big way that it's, I think it's real. I'm going to be devil's advocate and say it's fake. Was someone named Luke the inventor of the rod or something? Do we have to agree, Lauren? I think we have to agree. Oh, do we have to agree? Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll go let... with you. I'll go with I'll, you. No, I was going to say I'll go with you. <laughs> okay. It's, it's we won real. already. <laughs> it's real. It's not real. His name is Jack. Oh, no! Jack Lauren. <laughs> Damn. You shouldn't have That's trusted a... me. I Damn. led us into That's failure. Okay. You, you held it down for the, the rest of the game. So. <laughs> and if my calculations are correct, that is a three to two win for Chris and Lauren. Thank you so much. Um, where can our listeners find you? I'm assuming your Instagrams have beautiful art and we all need to follow them. What are they? Um, I'm at m.i.n.h.i. So my name with dots in between. <laughs> That's letter. a good one. And, <laughs> and uh, my website is minhi.com. Yeah, so I've got two. Um, I've got my performative Instagram and my personal Instagram, which is Gracie Whiteside, G-R-A-C-I-E Whiteside. And then uh, Sticky Glass, which is my production line, is Get Sticky Glass. Um, and then it's stickyglass.com and gracewhiteside.com. So <laughs> we're following everybody follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go look at their Thanks art again. and leave beautiful comments under and say how gorgeous it is and how excited you guys are to watch this show. And thank you so much for coming on. We really enjoy having you all. You're so inspirational, as I said, and I loved watching you create these beautiful sculptures and pieces of art. And I look forward to following the rest of your careers. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was so fun talking to you guys. Oh, that was amazing. I want <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. I'm I want I think I want to take a glass blowing class. It no, seems seriously. something like I would maybe be into. I definitely want to take a glass blowing class. And guys, be sure that you check out the show. It's out now. Get your fix, your inspiration for all the glass blowing you are going to want to do like Chris and I. So be sure that you check it out now. Next time we're in the same city, we We have to find time to take a glass blowing Yes. Agreed. Um, And next week we're talking instant dream house preview, which next week we'll be talking about how I'm planning my house, which I am. Uh, email us receipts at castmedia.com that's cast with a K and you can DM me at Fat Carrie Bradshaw or me at need for L speed that's number four L speed and also be sure that you guys are following and you know leaving us reviews rate and review the podcast we love to hear what you think and also be sure to watch us exclusively on to doom we know that you guys love the audio version of our podcast but maybe you want to watch us too so head on over there that's the official netflix site to help find and fuel your fandom for all the shows and movies you love that's netflix.com slash t-u-d-u-m Today's episode of We Have the Receipts is a production by Netflix to Doom and Cast Media. We're your hosts, Chris Burns and Lawrence B. Hamilton. Our producer is Amanda Elliott. Our executive producers are Colin Thompson and Harris Lane. Our editor is Patrick Carrion. Our technical engineer is Travis Holden with design and animations by Patrick Carrion. See you next week. See you next week.